Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Uses Better podcast, powered by Hobbs. Today I am joined by David Wall from 3Search. So, hi Dave. Dave, hi, how are you doing? I'm fine, fine. Are you keeping well? Uh, yeah, busy as ever, but, but keeping well, keeping well. Good, good. So, obviously, I've known you for a number of years. I think it's about 10 years or so I've known you for now. So, um, And also, you work in the recruitment sector, which yeah. I think for many people in this call can be a bit of a dirty word, but hey, it's... Um, could be worse, could be an estate agent. That is very only, true. For... Only just above them. <laughs> place run thing at time. it always is it always is so cool so for those who don't know you dave um do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself yeah um so uh, as you mentioned we go quite far back but i have worked in recruitment for the last 10 and a half years um and my i suppose relationship with bid started early on in that career when I got asked to write a number of tenders for my current company uh, because there was no such thing as a bid writer back then in that firm. Um, that led to me, yeah, realizing about this bidding world. And when I joined 3Search, which was a brand new recruitment business in 2015, uh, we were looking for a market for me to focus on. And it made sense to focus on a market that I knew well and that actually uh, a lot of companies really struggle with and struggle to recruit in which is this bid pitch pursuit proposal rfp and that's one of the complications there are so many different job titles that come under the, yeah. the bid brand um and yeah i've now spent the last seven years uh building out a team at three search that, that recruit into this bid world um so yeah we're now a team of three uh, i've seen you at various apmp conferences <laughs> where i I did a talk about the millennial generation about, uh, gosh, maybe five years ago. I probably need to update that for the, the Gen yeah. Zers of the world. Um, but yeah, ultimately, we are focused on helping businesses across uh, all industries hire talent in this this bid space that, that hopefully go on and win million pounds worth of contracts for those businesses. Um, good, good. That's what I do. Excellent. There you go. So that's quite a nice little wrap-up for you. Um, so, I mean, I know, let, let's let's just sort of take a bit of a high-level approach for the minute. So, I mean, I call it a sort of a state of the nation, you know, because I'm not sure I, I stole that from, but I stole it from somebody. Um, what's your view of the the market at the moment and the way? Because we you know we we see lots of things on the news. Obviously, what's sort of really pertinent at the moment is the IT companies, the big sort of all the tech companies laying people off and this sort of stuff. But before that, we saw there was this big thing in the UK, especially around, you know, there's more jobs than there is people. What's your sort of take on sort of industry as a whole at the moment in that sort of view? Yeah, I, I think it's got to be taken in the context if we're talking state of the nation kind of now. Mm. The context, I, I've got two buzzwords i suppose that have really impacted this which is the pandemic that we've come out of or hopefully come out of um i'll leave that for another podcast um and then this new word that's being banded around which is recession um yeah. and any recruitment market always seems cyclical um whether you work in bids finance it technology whatever it is there is always a cyclical nature or the cyclical nature where there are lots of jobs, 
lots of movement in the markets and then the market starts to lessen people become reticent to move the market slows down recession might hit there are fewer jobs so if we're looking at the the, the bids state of nation at the moment we have come out of a pandemic where businesses have been hiring i mean definitely the busiest in my 10 years in recruitment okay um where there was yeah minimal movement through to uh 2020 2021 so end of 2021 and and through this year there have been more bid jobs advertised more movement in the market than ever before until i suppose we've hit the last month or so where big businesses are starting to put the brakes on as you say we've seen it in the tech world which is often kind of one of the first uh movers of this where companies are going okay what's going to happen so we're actually at a really interesting point purely from a bidding perspective we've got an issue in that it's a very small pool and market um i know you know you turn up to a conference and it feels like half of the bidding community is there um and it's a couple of hundred people so you know you you look across the market there is probably about 13 to 15,000 people bid professionals let's call them mm. at all levels across the uk um and look, i i spend too much of my life on linkedin um but yeah, to give to, <laughs> yeah. um i've at least got an excuse for being on linkedin because that's how i find <laughs> individuals um but yeah if you look at um linkedin has algorithms algorithms and stats that can show me there are 5200 bid managers in the uk right okay. on linkedin you compare that to almost 2 million marketing managers it's a bit of a difference it's a bit of a difference and a bit of a pull and if we're talking state of the nation of those 5200 people 2300 of them have changed role in the last two years that's amazingly high so we are almost half of the bid managers in the uk right now have changed role or job or company since i suppose we're talking about the end of the pandemic if we can tentatively call that when people started coming back into the office it means there is a huge gap now of any company that is trying to hire individuals in the last month or in the next six months that in effect half of your target market might only have recently moved jobs and i often this is probably going on to a different conversation but i have conversations with people that have been in bidding for 10 15 20 years and the expectation is people move jobs about every five to 10 years. Mm. And if I speak to people coming up who are, you know, bid execs, bid writers, have joined this community in the last five or six years, it's the norm to move every 18 months. Um, it's, it's a really interesting point. So uh, I'm sorry, I, I don't think I've even answered your question about the state of the nation. <laughs> um, what's the state of the nation? Bidding has never been healthier. Yeah. Companies need bid professionals. But 
the market itself from a kind of a hiring point of view we're stuck between post-pandemic pre-recession the world's gone crazy and yeah. and yeah we're, we're short of talent i mean it, i mean you know i, I mean I, i'm saying listening to the numbers you've reeled off there um i think the one the one thing that that shocked me is is you're saying that 50 percent nearly 50 percent of the people in, in bid management roles have jumped a job yeah now i find that incredible i'm not sure if it's uh well i mean it might, might just be my opinion of it but you know that that seems incredibly high it, it's when you look at the, the turnover rates i think is what's most terrifying mm. is of course there were and you know i've worked with businesses where in 2020 they had a bids team of three and you look at them now and they've got a bid team of eight and it's yeah. growth but there are other circumstances uh, well other examples of businesses where they were seven people they're still seven people but mm. they've had six people come through the door come in and then move on and i think that is maybe our biggest concern because look, bidding it takes time to get to know your stakeholders and mm. it takes time to understand which bid library and bid system you use and to understand the process and i mean some of the bids people work on are a year and a half long anyway that is true if people are moving jobs after a year what have they actually got from the business because they've only come in sat down under the desk maybe worked on two bids got to know one stakeholder and then moved on and you just end up where both the individual doesn't necessarily learn i suppose what you'd hope they would get from the job and and the business then uh, they're just back back to the drawing board um i so. yeah you know, I'm, I'm sort of you know, i mean obviously we, we do a bit of a, a check sheet of what we're going to chat about on, on these things yeah. and and you, you just completely blown my um my my, my line at the window but never mind because i i find those start there's those stats sort of just you know gobsmacking you know it, it's you know a that i i thought the the bid industry generally had a good retainment ratio i mean i'm not sure if that's yeah, necessarily I, true i think there is there is a drop off of talent after about maybe eight nine ten years yeah where people might have done it and they move into business development or they move into marketing or they move into pure sales sometimes um but you know the rest of the rest of my team at three search recruit marketeers so that is my easiest kind of comparison and yeah bids is very good at retaining people mm. in general that you see people progress their career from executive to writer to manager to senior manager head of director um it's it, the challenge itself is that because the market became so active with companies hiring that it's not people leaving bids it's just people moving from one bid role to another another yeah yeah I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, obviously we were at conference this year, and I think the one thing that struck me this year, because I was only there for a limited amount of time, but was the amount of younger people that were in the audience. So I think there's definitely been, I mean, it's part of this drop off of the people in the industry, the fact that you know, people have got old um, and just moved on. Um, and we sure haven't not you, Dave. That. Well, maybe um, not, maybe not. Um, but we haven't sort of, um, you know, almost not backfilled those roles. Yeah, and, and look, the 
I'm always terrified of using any sort of aid analogy in my job because it will get me in lots of trouble. Um, <laughs> talking of the APMP, I think, and I've spoken to numerous clients that have this challenge. They didn't hire any graduates or apprentices yeah. in 2020, 2021. So I think what you've seen is an influx of junior, like very junior individuals mm. into the market in the last year, 18 months. But we haven't seen the people that have three or four years experience. Okay. Because um, there were companies that, that didn't hire. So uh, I, I don't think we're necessarily losing individuals. Um, quite frankly, I don't think there are enough individuals to do the jobs that are going around. It does seem that way. I mean, I mean, I mean, I look on LinkedIn, and you know, it's the amount, like I said, the amount of roles on there. I mean, I I did something in January, I think it was, where we looked, we did a quick search on LinkedIn just to see what the market looked like, and there was something like eight thousand jobs. Yeah, I think something along those lines. So, um, and the, I, I was I was checking yesterday because um, if you've seen, I, I love a hopefully a wowing stat. Yeah, you'll be selling for my attention. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you look at any vacancy currently being advertised on LinkedIn that had the, has the word bid in it. Now, I appreciate that might be interacting with the bid manager, so not yeah. necessarily a title. Yeah, there are currently 2,200 live vacancies. Okay. If you narrow that down to just bid manager or bid coordinator as the job title, as of yesterday, there are 823 live vacancies. So that is pure bid manager titles, bid coordinator. Now, if you go back to that, you know, I've said there are 5,200 bid managers on LinkedIn. That means there is a job for 15% of the current market right now. It's just not sustainable. No, not at all. Um, and I we talk, one big point, you know, we have talked about across the bids world, the, the stress the mental mm. health implications on the totally. bid community and you have got heads of or managers or even execs that are working in understaffed teams that can't hire mm. and it's just it's just upping the stress levels so capturing that point and just moving on slightly so yep. when we look at trends what are the what are the trends people are looking for? What you know, what do people want from their new hires? The biggest trend I'm seeing at the moment, and the buzzword, is an all-rounder. Okay. Uh, I think there are some of the larger bid teams across the UK are able to segment into we've got writers or we've got mm. graphic designers, we've got um, you know coaches, we've got capture managers, we've got bids, but the majority of the bid teams across the UK are probably somewhere between two and four people. Okay. And therefore, the majority of businesses need someone who can do a bit of everything. Now, bid managers love their buzzwords. So here we go. Cradle to grave um, <laughs> is, is something I that I see on more jobs. Um, but yeah, but companies are looking for individuals who can lead a kickoff meeting can advise the sales team, can then run a process, can write the responses, can lead review meetings, and then ideally can do some sort of pitch 
coaching element mm. to then sit down and final review why did we win why didn't we win is that not um, i'm playing devil's advocate here slightly yeah. uh, is that not sort of diminishing roles within the industry because obviously if you, you know you end up with people that are really good at a lot of bits and pieces in the bid but nobody who's excellent at it and are you taking that that role for the the excellent person because they can't do the rest of it is that then hampering their opportunities i think so i think there are too many businesses where they would look at someone who is yeah a pretty good writer a pretty mm. good coach a pretty good capture manager um and look this might all come back to the skills gap because finding a really, really talented writer who wants to just write is even harder than finding an all-round bid manager. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of companies, yeah, uh, you know, the 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 master of no bid process, but able to do a little bit of everything, is actually what most companies need because that's the easiest way of uh, of getting the maybe the best result that they think they can achieve. And I've, I've got to feel sorry for every head of bids out there because it's not just trying to hire the talent that's a challenge, but you've got your boss, stakeholders, finance asking, why are you spending all of this money? Why haven't we found someone? Where are we getting these people from? So they end up just hiring someone that does. And therefore, if all you can do is just hire someone, you need someone that can do a bit of everything. Mm. Um, so I, I agree with you. I don't think it's necessary the best attitude but if you've got a small team of three or four having someone who says my job is just to write i can't get involved in that kickoff meeting it's unsustainable yeah no i'll get that um, I, I suppose it, it comes down to the the level of company the level of you know the size of your bid team you know what the, the size of projects you're you're bidding on and mm -hmm. the size of teams that you need because i mean obviously where where we're sat we worked on projects where there's you know couple of my guys and then the, the lead from the client right into the huge um when we did the the west coast example trail line where the, you know we were in a big team of 50 or 60 and you know some of these teams can be absolutely monstrous where you have those segmented roles and then you know, like i say the other ones are really small because you know you don't need and this comes back to actually i suppose process where no, you might not need all those dip review gates that yeah. you know, everyone says you should have because it just simply doesn't warrant it. Um, so I suppose it's, it's the size of opportunity you're going for versus the the skills that you've got and the budget you've got to actually put somebody in that team, yeah. I suppose, if that makes any sort of sense. It, it does. And, and, and look, it's one of the other challenges in the market. If we look at these 5,200 bid managers, yeah, how many of those churn out four bids a week that are worth two thousand mm. pounds per opportunity and how many of those work on one bid for the for, for the next two years because it's an mod or a, yeah yeah a cross rail or whatever like you're comparing apples with pears mm. but they're still bid managers it's just yeah i mean I, I get i mean i suppose it's always the uh you know the, 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 the you know when you sort of move cross industry i mean i mean obviously you know people do move but are yeah. they moving in the same industry? Are they moving cross industry? 
you know, either going from tech to IT or construction to professional services or, you know, whatever it is they're doing. Um, you know, how transferable are those skills that they have just because they're a bid manager? You know, are, you know is a bid manager in IT, for example, the same level as somebody in construction? Yeah. So, uh, it's, a, it's a conversation that I reckon I have twice a week at mm. least with either individuals wanting a new role or companies hiring in and companies want to hire what they know hmm. ultimately recruitment comes down to normally the obvious hire so if you are business x and you know that on the last five bids you've competed against business y and you need to hire someone the obvious person to hire is someone from business y's bid team yes they know the market, they know the clients, they know the, the form, the tone of writing, the size of the bid, the opportunity. Probably half their stakeholders have moved from business X to business Y in Why the past anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, that becomes the sensible hire. The challenge in this smaller pool of individuals and, you know, you asking me what are the trends at the moment? Variety is one of those buzzwords I hear all the time. Yeah. When a bid manager has worked on the same bid and it comes back around four years later and they're then re-bidding for it and they're like, it's the same thing. They mm. want variety. So I speak to, yeah, the person that has done five years of IT recruitment and they say, yeah, I want to try something completely different. I want to go and do energy and sustainability. Or someone in the construction world who says, yeah, I want to try my hand at consultancy. It, it's a much harder move to make. Now, let's dial it back. We know that bid managers are incredibly skilled at asking good questions, at writing. But ultimately, the best bid managers I know are the ones who can sit in a kickoff meeting and get a salesperson who has no idea about process and wanting to be diligent and get that salesperson to stop and think. Now, if you can do that, it doesn't matter whether you're doing that with a builder with an IT security consultant, with an accountant, with a real estate developer, as long as you can ask the good questions, yeah. you're a good bid professional. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, I, mean, I suppose in, in some respects we're taking the, not so much the knowledge out of it, but actually what you're doing is saying actually the, the, the core importance is the core skills. It's the fact that you can get information. It's the fact you know who to turn to and ask a question. You know when to ask that question. Um, you know, how to ask that question. Yeah. And I suppose those skills are transferable across everything you do. And then the final detail you can either learn or actually you've got, you know, you've got people in the company that do it day in, day out that you can get the information out of. Yeah. And look, it's a line that stuck with me from a couple of years ago. One client told me they did not want to hire from a competitor because they, like the knowledge comes from your subject matter experts mm. and sometimes if you think as a bid manager you know better and you know the world and you know the market are you going to ask the right questions because who's going to be reading that bid ultimately it, it might be procurement yeah and procurement might yeah they might sit in say construction but have those procurement people Brought, been brought up in construction all of their lives and know the in intricacies of how building X goes into building Y. 
what they know is procurement. How am I scoring this bid? Yes. So, it's, you know, are, are you answering the question that they're expecting, or, or are you giving them the response that they're actually expecting you to give them? Yeah. And are you evidencing that enough against whatever else that's going on? Yeah. No, it's a. That's so a, yeah, that 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 variety word, I suppose, is is the trend I'm seeing from individuals. Um, yeah. It's getting to that point where. I just want something different. Hmm. I, I think that's the same for all businesses where you sit there and go, you know, you know, yes, we've had all the COVID and all this sort of stuff, but you actually look at the world now and the world's a different place. Um, yeah. And actually what we're looking at now is I think it's more about the people. It's more about what the balance of your team is, what the makeup is, what are their life experiences, how can they be relevant to that opportunity? rather than actually do are they an expert in this subject mm. um yeah so that's all um yeah that's, that's, that's quite yeah, that's, that's a certainly an, an interesting um viewpoint on it so uh, you, you've touched on there i suppose about different the makeup of the team like diversity is still something that's at the front of everyone's mind yeah and the the bid market reflects a lot of the corporate working world that is still not very diverse and having that diversity within a team to get different opinions different views different mindsets you know whether it's you know race ethnicity background age you know, gen zeder bidder is going to think very differently to someone who's done it for 15 20 years that is true i mean I, and then that goes across course that's everything we do i mean obviously you know Everybody's driving for change. Everybody wants change, mm. and I you know I think we touched on in, in previous podcasts where it's actually, you know, how do we do it? Which is always the, always the challenge. Always the challenge. So, if you're a you now, so we, we touched on the fact that the market is buoyant. We touched on the fact that there's, you know, there's a high churn of, of stuff, or it seems to be a high churn of people in there. Um, if you're an employer. How the hell do you keep these people from jumping? Because obviously, you know, it comes down to money. No, I don't think it always comes down to money, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, but I think that's the easy go-to for, you know, employees coming in and say, right, we're giving extra X amount per year, come work for us. And you say, go, well, actually, that money can make a difference to me. Um, but you don't you know. I think people these days aren't so much, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the I think whilst money is important, I don't think it's the be all and end all as it was 15, 20 years ago. Um, so if you're an employer, how the hell do you keep your prized asset, which is your people, in your team when you know we just said that there's you know 15, 20% of the market is 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 available for you to go into, which is you know relatively high. Yeah. How would you stop that? I know it's strange me asking a recruiter. I think, I think I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do myself <laughs> do myself out of a job here. Um, the the way I would answer this is thinking about the reasons why people come to me saying I want to move jobs. Because mm. if you can solve people's frustrations, yeah, then people don't want to don't want to move. Um, let's cover the the pay bit. It is still the driving factor in more than probably 60% of the conversations we have. But it can't be seen solely on its own because it is normally tied to people feeling undervalued. 
Okay. And the complexity when you work in a bids role is most bid managers, bid professionals are able to tie their success directly to a number, which is yeah. the value of tenders they have won for a business in that year. And I've lost count the number of times I've spoken to an individual who is frustrated at the fact that they are on salary X and they know that they have been responsible for 10 million pounds worth of work coming in. And they feel that that tender might not have been won if they hadn't set the deadline, pushed the agenda, yeah. coached the sales director, the CEO, whoever it is, into, into the final pitch. Um, but salary is not the be all and end all. I think, and I hope some people will be relieved to hear this if they are hiring managers. Um, beginning of this year, people were getting 20, 30K pay rises just to move job because yeah. the fight was that fierce yeah that is settling down a bit um thankfully which is which is good the biggest tip i would give to stop people feeling undervalued is first off just talk to them if you are <laughs> ahead of bids talk to your team and ask them how are they feeling where do they think their career is going and what do they want and, and I would split this down into the junior end of your team and the mid and senior end. Because the mid and senior end, uh, again, I don't want to talk about age, but your priorities shift. Senior people want, ultimately, a lot of it comes down to how they're treated by the business and by the stakeholders. Mm. Now, if your stakeholders or C-suite see the bids team as the advanced coloring in team that put together the powerpoint presentation and then the sales guy goes and wins it and it's all great you're not going to be able to keep your staff whereas if you've got a senior team that feel like we're talking probably bid managers and above that feel valued that have that variety of bid that they're working on ideally so not always churning out the same PQQs hmm. or working on one bid for two years, but or maybe different different parts of that bid. If you're able to offer them a bit of variety that might be, yeah, run an internal project. What is our new bid software going to be next year? How could we run an internal training process across our senior stakeholders? If you can give them that variety, but ultimately you will only know what they want if you ask them. With junior people, it's all about career and ultimately prestige and title. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if some junior people, if they listen to this, are going to get upset that I've suggested this. But one business I've worked with, I've genuinely encouraged them to create extra levels. So there is bid executive, senior bid executive, junior bid manager, bid manager, because the generation coming through need to feel appreciated um and they want that promotion so yeah. being able to set them clear goals that don't need to be you need to win this bid in a week's time it can be over a year it could be over 18 months almost two years but if you're able to set them these goals then they feel like they're working towards something and then when they get that promotion they feel valued and then you've got that goodwill. And then once you've promoted them, what you then need to do is put in place goals for the next two years. The challenge is when a business doesn't necessarily support the bid director or head of bids in, in setting those goals. 
Um, right. Okay. But the being able to set objectives for people will get people bought in and valued. Um, and then look, the the last one is again. Well, I suppose it's it's still tied into value. Give them time off when they've just won a massive bid. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. If someone if someone has spent the last three months working hard on something and up all hours or staying late or early morning meetings with stakeholders and then you finish and you go well done your next bid starts now like can you jump on this call uh, ultimately that's when people just they, they burn out and as soon as you burn out you your head kind of turns and you start looking for things yeah i mean i think it's it's, it's interesting because i mean you know you touched on a couple of things that um Dave Gray spoke about in our last podcast um, about you know high performance teams, and he he mentioned a lot of the, you know similar stuff that you were talking about. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that you know that take on you know you know you jump from one bit to another to another to another to another because you know, just looking at the the shared volume of bids, I mean you know, we talk to our clients and the sheer volume of bids that are being put out there by the government because you know obviously yes it looks like we're heading into a recession. The first thing the government's going to do when you hit a recession is try and kickstart the economy, which means the first thing they're going to do is build stuff because it's an easy go-to, um, which means there's more bids come out, which means you put more pressure on your teams. It's like almost like a vicious circle. Yeah. Um, about you, know, you want to give those people that time, but you can't because you've got to get that next bid in because if you don't, you've got to, you, know, you could lose that momentum. So I sort of see... you know just huge challenges yeah. and look, my, my personal teams. view my personal view on that is even 24 hours of someone having the time off means that for the next week you will get more out of them that's true than turning them straight on to the next thing where they're exhausted and they're working at 60 percent and you just get 60 percent for the next five days mm. i would much rather a full day off and then 95 percent for the following four days and actually i mean you know, i suppose in, in essence that really doesn't cost you anything no. um no it's a uh, all right yes you've still got to pay them while they're off you know we're not, we're not suggesting we're using this right holiday off by when i'm not paying you for it not at all but it is actually they're going to be there anyway so actually you're better off almost spending that money that you pay them to be in the office just to sit and go just chill out yeah no just have that moment to yourself where mm -hmm you can just switch off and that doesn't mean i suppose that you then start texting by bottom email and going when you're back can you look at this thing for us <laughs> yeah. um as we all do yeah um so it's all good fun anyway so um cool all right well no i mean i think that's been fairly comprehensive so um we do have a couple of questions that will come in from our listeners so it's always good um let me try and dig them out as always, so prepared. It's almost like I'm professional at these things. So, obviously, when you you I mean you get people sitting to going, "Hi, David, I'm looking for a job. There's my CV. Find me a role." How do you sit there and go, "Actually, that person is good for that particular job." So, how do you sort of put candidates into a client? Is it a case of right? I've got ten CV. Send them over. Where you get, or do you do a little bit more due diligence, I suppose, on it? So actually, well, that's actually quite a good fit. Uh, 
I'm worried I'm going to answer this backwards. Um, <laughs> the way recruitment works is ultimately I am tasked by my client to go and find them what the client deems them to need. Yeah. So if the brief from a client is just fine as a bid manager, then it's a very different search than if a client comes to me and says, we need someone with these three skills or this qualification or this specific experience. You know, it might be I need someone that has worked on a Ministry of Justice bid before. Mm. If that's the case, it then makes finding the individuals much harder because it's a much smaller pool, but actually much easier. Because if that person brings me their CV and says, David, on my CV, you can see I've worked with the Ministry of Justice, then that person is right for the job. Yeah. Um, so it, it starts with ultimately what a client thinks they want uh, and is looking for. If, if it's a, an individual that comes to me saying, I think it's time for a new role, it's understanding what they want. But as part of that conversation, it's understanding, I suppose, the skill set they've got. Yeah. Uh, and look, everyone talks a good game. Hmm. Um, and this is something I advise a lot of my clients to do is actually put a task as part of your inter interview process. Yes. If you're looking for a writer, you need someone to be able to write a concise, you know, exec summary in 45 minutes. Get them to do it. If you need someone to be able to lead a kickoff meeting, give them a scenario and ask them to present that kickoff meeting. Um, how do I work it out personally? I mean, the first thing I do is I look at a CV, and if they tell me they're a writer, I really hope there aren't spelling mistakes um, <laughs> because it drives me insane. Like these are people that produce documents, um, but it, it, it's ultimately someone explaining what they have achieved. Yeah, it's hard looking just a, at a document, but hey, this is how bid professionals are judged day that's in day true. out that's is by the document true. they produce. Yeah. And ultimately, if on that document you're not able to clearly say bids you've worked on, what has your role been? And there are there are a couple of buzzwords I love. I love when a CV talks about deadlines or impact <clears throat> because it's very easy to sit there and say I was part of a team that won a ten million pound bid. But what did you personally do? What was your role? You know, the best, some of the best conversations I've had with people interviews is where they say, I saved that bit because I did this or that. Yeah, um, I get that. I get that. So it's, it's, yeah, it's looking for people that can differentiate themselves. Yeah. And, and actually, you've answered my second question in that, in the same one, which okay. was how do you make Sorry. yourself stand out? So, hey, you saved me a role. Um, yeah. So, my second well, question. I've got, I've, got, I've, I've got one other thought then. If it's your CV, please keep it to two pages. <laughs> keep, stick to the word limit. There we go. I hear, I hear people talk about that all the time in bids. Um, keep it to two pages, but treat it like a bid document. Mm. There should be. An introduction at the top, which is who you are, what you want to do, and what you've achieved in your career in two or three lines. Put a reference or a review on there. You know, some of the best CVs I see, there's a little quote from their current CEO, which says, thank you, Joe Bloggs. You know, your impact on this bid meant that we won lot X that we've never won before. You're the best bid professional I've worked with. That's so much more powerful. Yeah. on that bid document than just bullet point one, I'm a bid manager. Bullet point two, I work on bids that are valued X or Y. Um, 
I get that. I mean, it, I, I think it comes back to this whole thing that a CV at the end of the day is a sales document. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, you wouldn't put into a pitch or you wouldn't, you know, you try and evidence, I suppose, is the great, you know, one of the great buzzwords in bits is, you know, evidence, evidence, evidence. Now, we, we try and evidence where we've done something, in, in, you know, that's similar to the role we do it. So yeah. I suppose in a CV, that's no different. You know, you want evidence actually, you know, like you said, this was the bid we worked on. This is what I did. That's how it, that's the impact it made on it. So and, I suppose it's a... And look, if you were, if you were a construction business and you were pitching to the government, you wouldn't then use the same bid to pitch to a private company. Mm. And it's exactly the same with your CV. If you are trying to put yourself forward to be, I don't know, a team leader of a, of, of a team, you know, that first couple of lines should be talking about your people management skills. Yeah. But sending that same CV to a job where they're looking for a standalone bid director who just works on key opportunities and doesn't line manage anyone. If your CV says, I love line management and team management, and here's how I've grown a team, you're a step behind. Mm, like having that. being able to tailor what what you can deliver and what you want to do is is really powerful. Good, good. Love that. Absolutely love that. Cool. Right, Dave, I think our time is nearly up on I'm this. Sorry, one. we've rambled away. We've, I, could talk, I, I could talk for hours. It's to be fair, I always get um we, we always wonder actually how long these things should be. I've never actually quite worked it out, but hey, what the hell? Um I just get yelled at by my marketing guy again. Um it's been an absolute pleasure, sir, as always. Um like I say, you know, Dave's on LinkedIn, same as we all are. If you have any questions, you know, reach out to us, ask us, you know, we're, we're, we're quite friendly people. Um, and then, yeah, so thank you very much for joining me, sir. It's a Dave, thank you very pleasure. much for having me on. Um, and then, um, yeah, it's been a good old chat. Yeah. Sorry for then, talking so much, which oh, sounds fine. ironic in a podcast. But... It, it's actually better for you to do a lot of talking than me because I'm just coming off the back of a cold, so I apologise to anybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, everybody else then um, keep an eye on our group on LinkedIn. I'll use these better, and we'll be announcing... Our next speaker is pretty soon because we've got a real good lineup coming up. So, um, good. Right. Thanks, Dave. Enjoy the rest of your week, and then I'll um, catch you later. Cheers, Dave. All the best.